focused, nigga, stay down. Trust the process, wait your time. Find your pace, nigga. It's a marathon, not a race, nigga. Off top, they gon' hate, nigga. It's Kelly got the phone one. I'm back for another What's Good episode. I'm here with Quip. Quip, how you doing? We've been following each other for a while, so I finally have you on the show. So what's good with you? Of course, I got to ask that since this is the segment of the show. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, out here living, surviving, working, trying yeah. to keep these hard times. How about yeah, you? Yeah, I'm happy you? to have you on. You just left work. You know, we always congratulate a black man working. You know, that's very that's- important. <laughs> You no, know, these days you got to be got to be doing something productive. Because if you're not doing nothing productive, you're gonna fall behind. Okay, come on, there ain't nothing wrong with having a regular job. You know, um, I, I work a job too. I work a regular nine to five, and I think that's really important these times. You know, what they shutting the internet down? Trying to. You know, what y'all gonna do? What ain't y'all no gonna more. Do? They shut down the internet. Ain't no more rap because that's where the music come through. Exactly. So it's able. It's good to always have another skill. So how have you been doing as far as your mental health? Like, where are you now today, like mentally? Mental health, I'm, I'm way, I mean, I'm still, you know, every day putting it together and like trying to figure out how I can make myself better. But I'm, 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 I'm stronger than I was a year ago. I'm, I'm, right. I'm I was, and I'm just progressing with that every day after, you know, my first was six months of therapy last year. It was like I had a major breakthrough and uh, I started not the things that I needed to work on for myself, but I, but also to make the people around me better. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in a good place right now. That's I'm, amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a good place right now. I, I, I wish a lot of a lot more black men would take therapy because it actually helps. Not even you don't need to do something to take therapy. Like you could just take it just so you can learn how to communicate with people. And that's really mm-hmm. why I could learn how to un- better understand people. Exactly. And even I've been to therapy too. And I think it's really important to just sometimes talk to people that don't really know you. Exactly. You know, because sometimes your friends and your family, they're biased. They'll tell you what you want to hear. Or don't want to hurt your feelings. And, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. and especially as an artist too, you know, you got to be able to communicate going out to these shows and stuff. So I think yeah. that really helps when you know yourself. So that's no that you're going to therapy. Exactly. I mean, and a lot of the depression sometimes comes from being an artist, not even just being a regular human being. Like <laughs> what people don't know is like this shit is so stressful that sometimes it just has a it puts us in the self-doubt space of can I do it? Can I not do it? And thinking like unknowingly we'll sink into a depression and not even know it because of this dream that we're chasing and it's so just one in a million that they could put you in there. Yeah, you're not the only artist that's gone through that. To even myself, like you said, the key word was self doubt. I think, especially in this music industry, there are so many rappers, and I know sometimes personally for me, I know my talent and my skills. Sometimes you look at somebody else and you think to yourself, like, damn, I know I'm way more harder than that person. Like, how are they getting no type of opportunity? That can really mess up your mind. So. I think it's really, really important for people to just, you know, sometimes step away and just free your mind, especially as an artist, because you will go crazy. A lot of them turn to drugs, unfortunately, but we we don't count. We don't count. <laughs> I don't say we don't count. That ain't come out right. I was like, drugs. <laughs> yeah, that, that ain't come out right, but we don't count. You all know what I mean. More, you know, serious drugs. That, you the know, real drugs. The drugs you could real do. Real drugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, alleyway drugs. 
Now, mm. I read that you started rapping when you was nine years old. Like, what were you listening to back then that inspired your sound or made you want to do music? Uh, well, it, the crazy thing is, I wasn't even really listening to anybody until we, uh, my little cousin, actually, my little cousin, which is like two year, a year or two younger than me. Mm-hmm. We were all, this is around the time when Game Boys was out. So we wouldn't really even rap. We was just playing Game Boys one day. My little cousin, he was more, he's more into music than me and my little brother. And he just looked up and was like, hey, y'all want to start a rap group? And mm-hmm. I looked, I was like, hey, <laughs> get it, let's do it. And then in the process of that, we know, like my uncle, his dad, he was rapping and making his moves and doing whatever he was doing at the time. So he started like pushing us through it and showing us the ropes. He took us to the studio for the first time and mm-hmm. that's what started. So y'all started in Vroot. I feel like everybody goes through their Vroot era. What was y'all name? BCB, Black Circle Boys. <laughs> Black Circle Boys. Now, are you from that's, Houston? Oh, yeah, it was in Houston. What? Like, now, what, what year were you born? Because you said Game Boys. I went to that Game Boy PlayStation stage, you know. I was and Nintendo, I was a young play Nintendo now. I ain't that old. <laughs> No, too. I was born in 91. My birthday tomorrow. Oh, you got 91? I swear everybody was born in 1991. I don't know what our parents were doing in 1991. That's the real baby boom in 91. The real everybody baby. I meet is born like in 1991. It's like everybody was just freaking it up back then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that made sense. So you went through like, okay, like you ain't really... Like that whole Tupac and Biggie, you we was kids. Like nobody really knew what was going on musically, rap, rap wise back then. So okay, that makes sense. So what was your go-to song that y'all listened to? Because I'm pretty sure it had to be an artist back then that made y'all be like, "Damn, this artist is cold." Like back then, honestly, see, honestly, I back then I wanted to be an R&B singer. So Mario was really one of my favorite R&B. Oh. Mario all the time. That's why my music sound how it sound. Cause I, I want to be a singer. I don't really want to rap. I want to sing. But Mario. Explains, okay, that's why your music. So even though you're a rapper, you're not like a, a gangster rapper. And that kind of uh, leads to like my next question is too. Like, do you think that because you know you wanted to be an R&B singer, that kind of influenced your sound? Because you're a rapper, but you're not like you're not like other rappers. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, uh, it kind of did because most of my songs are about females. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it kind of did. Like, as I tell people all the time, if I could take a couple singing classes and just learn how to hold a note, oh, it's over for y'all. I be telling people that all the time. So you can't sing, but you just like to sing. I can't sing, but I like to sing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You could. You could. You know, they can really tweak that. They, they be phenom. That's why I only mess with phenom because phenom know how to tweak it. If you don't go and get me mm-hmm. in there, I could win a Grammy off of that. That's my boy. Yeah. That's my one producer because he know my sound. And every time I go in there and do my R&B thing, he know how to get it right. And that's your producer in Atlanta, right? Okay. Okay. Now, you know, like I said, you are a rapper. So what do you think makes you stand out from everybody else? Because everybody's doing music now. I mean, there's no more electricians and no more pilots. Everybody is a rapper. But what I makes put- you think you stand out? Mm, what, I was talk- what I'm talking about, uh, my voice. Actually, yeah, my voice, my cadence. Like, none of my music sounds the same, so I feel like the way I present it 
really makes me stand out. I'm very I, glad you said that because you know why? When I listen to your music, I always listen to everybody's music, okay? I'm not like other shows where they don't know who, what the hell y'all song is. No shade. But I was like, dang, he got a West Coast flow. And I couldn't really figure out. I was like, this ain't Atlanta. This ain't Atlanta sound. But it ain't a Houston sound either. But it's it's similar to West Coast. But you're not from the West Coast. Nah, I'm not. Uh, that's the crazy part. Uh, and I don't even really know too many people from California either. So I don't know how yeah. they... I guess it's because my grandma was big on us articulating. And, you know, people say people from California or the West Coast, they talk proper. Yeah, they talk, like, very articulate. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I, my grandma has a lot to do with that because she was big on that, like, enunciate your words, say them all the way through. So, yeah, I got to give her. And grandma- that, worked out, that worked out for you because, I, <laughs> you know, uh, I feel like, Sometimes those rappers out there where it's like you don't really know what they're saying. So you got to thank the producer for making the song hot. Like you don't know what the rapper said, but because the producer did such an amazing job with that beat, it sounds good. Mm-hmm. You don't have that problem because I feel like when people listen to your music, they know exactly what you're saying in your mission. So that's, I think that's a big plus for you. Now, you've been getting some buzz. Of course, I had to have you on the show. You've been putting out a lot of music. So you're navigating through the industry. What's one good and one bad that you're learning about the industry? One bad is you can't let everybody hear everything because somebody <laughs> somebody that can take your sound. And that right there, that hurts. That hurts to hear something that you know you kind of like influence, but you can't do nothing about it. And the good is when they steal it, you know you got some. <laughs> That's the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's it hurts, but then at the same time, it, it could give you a little kick and a little push in the right direction to keep going, because that just lets you know, like, well, all right, I got something good enough if they got to do this to take, you know, right. whatever going on, and that's not even from a personal experience. That's just from being around people, like my producer for for you know, example, um, just being around him and him and his sound getting taken. And, you know, people not even really just networking with him at major level. So that's one of the bad and goods of the game for that I've seen that I know is really just probably the worst one. Forget all the people switching up on you, people taking your money. When people take you down, that's a whole different feeling. Like, mm-hmm. that can break your heart. That's been happening a lot to happened a lot lately. There's an artist that was actually on this show, 1K Guap, somebody, you know, big artist, you know. He met the dude, everything. Dude was like, man, that, your logo dope, man. All of a sudden, this nigga wearing the logo. Like, wait a minute. And then, like, you get, like, like, where we do that at? You know, and it's so, like, you can't really. I seen a quote that said, your, support, your supporters are only doing surveillance on you. So the people that, you know, watching your stories and all mm-hmm. of your comments when you put out a new song, like, you know, you're thinking they're supportive, but they're really just taking notes on you. So how do you stay sane? Have you had that happen to you before? No, because, I mean, people know I'm good about my stuff. So as far as, like, all my supporters, all my supporters are really, like, females. I only probably have, like, one or two real male supporters that I don't even know that kind of... <laughs> And I don't know them. I know them through Instagram yeah. and my music because that's really like how I like it, though. Like, I like strangers as supporters because they're going to support you for real, not just because they know mm-hmm. you. But nah, I haven't really had that happen to me. I, I wish you would, though, because 
you know, I, I wouldn't trip, but I would trip. It's like, no. um, it really is a hurtful thing. And I think, what's your um, zodiac sign? Because you seem like a really positive guy. I'm a Leo. You're a Leo? No, you just said it off of somebody who had you. I yeah. would. I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trip, yeah. Trip. Like it depends. It really depends on who it is. Like if I didn't know you, oh yeah, I'm a trip. But if I yeah. know you, like all right, cool. That's free promotion. Like go ahead, do what you do. But if I don't know you, yeah, I'm a trip. I'm gonna set it off for sure. Yeah, and I think it's important too because you are still independent, right? You know, they always go after a lot of these independent artists too. I know. You know, they have these things where they're like, you know, come perform for us. You can. Be you know this label gonna be here and this label gonna be here. What I've noticed is that nobody really wins those competitions. They're there just to try to see what you got, you know. So <laughs> you know what this show was good. You know, I see a lot of things, you know, and I think it's really important just to have your paperwork and stuff together. So if they do steal it, then you get a check, you know. That's why I slowed <laughs> this year because normally around this time I would be dropping the project, mm-hmm. but I was like. I did enough. I got a catalog I'm cool with. So now let me get everything else in order so I can have that right. Just mm-hmm. so. Now you said your target audience is women. And I did know that from listening to your song. I think that women are the ones that's going to go out to your shows. They are. They're going to buy your album. They're going to do video, twerk videos to it. You know, those are the ones that will always like support you as long as you don't piss them off and suck them say some colorism like you'll be good like you you'll be really good now it's like i gotta i gotta show love but at the same time i gotta get on them too it's like i gotta give y'all my message but at the same time i'm gonna show love mm-hmm. so, so you're I, being your authentic self like how hard is it being authentic in this industry because you know as you keep going you meet people and they suggest you do this and they suggest you do that and they suggest you you know this you know, now you have blonde, and you know, and all of a sudden, like, you know, now you're mm-hmm. future. Exactly. That's crazy you said, because I was just working with a, a manager that was trying to get me to do this and this and this and that. And I was like, no, it's not me. I'm not doing that. And he was like, don't tell me no, because I'm the artist. Like, I got to do this. <laughs> like, I'm the one that has to be on the forefront for this. Mm-hmm. But being authentic for me is easy, because at the end of the day, if you, you got to love who you are to be authentic. Mm-hmm. And I, but like a lot of people love who they are. That's why they can't be their true selves in this game. And they, mm-hmm. why you see a whole bunch of these wannabes, like the Perkios and the, the Izzy Drakes and stuff like that, because people don't love who you are. And once you love who you are, that's when you can make the best, like the mm-hmm. best, anything. You don't even got to be doing music, but once you love who you are, you can make the best clothes. You can mm-hmm. just, but I just love who I am. And then therapy helped me get to that point. So. Yeah, I was just about to relate that back to therapy. You're talking like a therapist. <laughs> yeah, you're talking like it takes. It really takes time to have self love because you know a lot of times being in this industry, you know, I'm guilty of this too on my show. Like I'm like that song so that song is ass. You know, people not gonna like your music. So if you ain't really for sure with yourself, that'll eat you alive. You know. Uh, that's why I, before I even. That's why I'm glad I have the friends I have because they gonna let me know. Nah, that ain't it. Mm-hmm. And that's why you don't need nobody yes man's because they tell you it's dope and then you put it out and then you know trash. yeah that's trash all right so now we're gonna take a moment we're gonna have some fun I'm gonna ask you a few questions related to some of your singles well it's fine it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be cool you know what somebody told me that I always you know 
be hard on guys. I do ask women a little nicer question. I just like messing with y'all guys. But y'all, these are y'all lyrics. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. You ready? I I, I, okay. I, so the first question is based off your song, Don't Call My Phone. Now, are you the petty type to tell a woman don't call you or you just go, sir? It depends on the situation. Because <laughs> you a Leo. I already know what you do. It depends on the situation, but 90% of the time, don't call me. 90% of the time, if we went and it didn't go right, nah, don't call me. Like, especially if you, like, it was a toxic situation, like, definitely don't call my phone. You but, actually tell them don't call. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot more nicer, because I know personally for me as a woman, like, if somebody just goes to me, that's a problem. Exactly. Now I'm going to stalk you to find out what happened. Exactly. He's going to be like, would you rather be told the truth or would you rather just be ghosted? So I'm going to just keep it real and I'm going to, hey, look, don't call me no more. Yeah. And a lot of us women, you know, a lot of times they say you want honesty, but if you don't want honesty, they're going to do tell you, I don't want to talk to you no more, don't call me no more. And then you crying, but you say you want honesty. So, right there. yeah. Okay, I don't think that's bad. I don't think that's bad at all. Next, <laughs> you have a song called My Dog. When it comes to loyalty, what is one thing a person has ever done to you that was not loyal. My dog, what I say to my dog, uh uh how you get feelings, how you how you how you get any feelings about a bitch and on the that you switched. Yeah, I mean Yeah, I, I saw that line. I don't know who that was the real that, that whole song was real. That whole song was real. Like um I had a, a close friend, like somebody I came up with from the dirt, like the sandbox, trade on me, switch on me by the girl. And that broke my heart. Like that was worse than the breakup. Cause I like, damn, I know you longer than I know her. Same, same for you. Are they together now? Cause I'm nosy. I would hope not, but I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Hmm. Well, you know, like I always say, the homie is always watching. That's why you can't bring your homeboys around your girl, guys. Yeah, do not do that because they are sending her eyes and they DM. Trust me, I know. <laughs> All right? Next yeah, song, Puff. Homie. Hmm? Like Ray J said, they be smashing the homies for real. Yeah, it's true. And a lot of women normally do that um, just because, you know, payback, you know, unfortunately. But karma, one thing I can say about karma, it comes back around. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Next song is called Pull Up. So let's manifest um what's gonna be your first car that you buy when you get that big check in your career to go manifest it. The first car I'm gonna buy, the first car I'm gonna buy not even gonna be for myself. Honestly, it's gonna be for my mama. Um and whatever she wants. Off the lot, zero miles, whatever she Come on, zero miles. All right. Not no, not no twenty thousand, not no ten thousand. Zero. zero. Like, Fresh whatever. new. That's what's up. And next, your song called Grind Takes Time. What is the best career advice a person ever gave you that you would never forget? No matter how hard it is, it could only get easier in the long run. Like, you only make something as hard as it's going to be on yourself by mm -hmm. you know, not even putting your full focus on it. Like, I'm at work. Or I'm at the studio. If I don't put my full focus on it, that's when Rider Block come in. That's when I'm messing up. Is our, that's what I'm doing, whatever, whatever. But, you know, it only gets easier in the long run. You make it harder on yourself by doing, by not focusing on it. The more you focus, mm -hmm. like, 
is. You hear probably hear this many times, not even from just artists, but like scrolling through Instagram. The more you put your focus on something, the more chances you have of actually succeeding at it. Mm-hmm. And it's true. You can't give up. I always tell people, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. I feel like the longer you um work at something, it's more sweeter the reward. You know how sometimes people be like, you know, they just get that big break like real fast and stuff, right? And then they normally go up and then come down. Mm-hmm. But these people that have been grinding so hard, like look at Tiffany Haddish, like she was like in her forties when she got her big break. But look at it; she has longevity. So I think that's really important. Then we're gonna go back to support. So how has your friends and your family been supporting you through your music journey? I mean, my friends and my family—they always support me, uh, especially once they figured out, okay, he's getting better. Like I wasn't getting worse; it was more so of a, all right. <laughs> so I get worse. This <laughs> <laughs> once they once they saw that, okay he might actually have something at this, you know, this particular thing. So we're going to support him. My family comes to my shows. They listen to my music and all kind of stuff. Like my mom, my first big show, my mom was there. So Mm -hmm. I like that, that, and that means the most to me. I could go on and on about how many shows my mom would have been to, but Mm -hmm. my family, my mama listens to my music every day. My aunties listen to my music. My my daughter like my music. My pops like my music. And that's amazing. Like when people around you like really fuck with you, it's like you don't even care about like the outside. And when you go to the war show now, you know I, I like to manifest things. You know that things gonna happen. And when you go to your war show because you nominated, you gotta have your mama sitting beside you. Oh yeah, for sure. Mama gonna mm-hmm. be mama gonna be up there setting the war with me. You know because because right. was the first fan. You know what I'm saying since day one, before I could even rap, she was there. Uh, that's amazing. Now, if it wasn't for music, what would you be doing? If it wasn't for music, what would I be doing? I would be working. I'll be working. <laughs> working this right. trade. Working. Work trade. Yeah. Take care of my kids and jamming mm-hmm. up. But if it wasn't for music, not honestly, not if, it, if I wasn't in music, I'd probably be playing basketball. Honestly. I knew you was gonna say that. I don't know why I knew you were saying basketball. Yeah. Basketball. Yeah. Before I started rapping, I had hoop dreams, and then I fell in love with the poetry and the music, and I was like, ah. Now, one more question is not on the list. Now, what is your whole creative style? I'm very curious. Are you a freestyler person where you don't need to write anything down? Do you like to just sit down with your producer? He played a beat and you write like that. It depends. Cause sometimes I don't need to write. Sometimes I will write. Sometimes I'm gonna call Juice and he gonna help me write and my mm-hmm. pre- help me write. So it depends. Like it depends on what I'm going through, what the beat is, and really the energy and vibe I'm around that time. But most of the time I'm around my my people, so mm-hmm. it's never just me writing. So unless it's just like I got this. It's never really just me writing because I trust the people I'm around musically to help and me. And that's very dope to have people around you that you trust, man, because, you know, you see sometimes where, like, I'm the type of person where I feel like I got it, right? But sometimes <laughs> that ain't good. Sometimes you need somebody to really, yep. like, look at it and mm-hmm. be like, okay, I need to twist that, you know? So that yeah. just shows that, you know, you have people around you that you trust and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to ask somebody for advice and then... You know, yeah, six it, months later, it, your song on the radio. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's why I trust who I'm around. That's why I keep the same people around me musically, because I know for sure they're going to tell me no or yes. And they're not mm-hmm. going to 
because it's me. They're going to tell me no because it's a no. They're going to tell me yes because it's yes. And sometimes I come in and they'll have a song reference. Like, hey, see what you sound like singing this or rapping this. So that's oh, why. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Like, those going to be the people, like, that you're going to really take with you. Like, I mean, y'all yeah. all win awards. They get songwriting credits. Like, when, when Drake get up there and accept their awards, and they're not only thinking, like, just publishing and management. They're thinking writers. They're thinking all mm-hmm. kinds of so it's, it's, it's never just them getting to that point. It's a whole team of people. And that's what I had to understand is, like, I can't do this by myself. Like, regardless of how good I may be, some mm-hmm. days I want to do this. Some days I'm not going to want to do that. So I got to have these people around me that's going to understand, okay, you know, he need help. I'm going to help. And that's and that's yeah. the same with me. It's like, they need help, I'm going to help. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm so click tight with them.
I be watching all you artists, and sometimes you can tell when an artist ain't really posting or putting out music, they just really ain't in a good space. But I always feel like if I reach out to an artist, that means that I think they know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, it is a show. So people send people my way, you know, you gotta, you know, gotta boost the show up. But I mean I reach out to somebody that means, you know, I like what I heard. And I think you're a really, really dope artist, and I don't stop what you're doing. Like your sound, it works perfectly for you because women gonna buy your music. Women gonna come to your shows. I guess Tupac said the best. The women gonna sell it for you. Okay, so, these men ain't gonna do nothing but hate. But, but hate and bootleggy stuff just to get the women. <laughs> <laughs> 